Hello and welcome to the geek to me podcast. I'm your co-host Casey. And I'm the other co-host, Libby. Let's, Let's geek, geek out. out. I am the wife. I'm the husband, in case you couldn't tell. This is the very first episode of our podcast. We're really excited. We kind of hope you are too. We've been wanting to do this for a while now. Yeah, I looked back on it. I had to look on Instagram when we got this first mic, which we have two other mics. We just can't use them just yet. But the mic we are talking into now, we got two years ago. Yeah, so we've been <laughs> dreaming about this for two years. And the mic is actually kind of what started this, is we saw the mic and it was like, it's really nice. What can we do with it? Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. And then when Bradley... He started doing his podcast because he was listening to um, My Brother, My Brother and Me and The Adventure Zone. And he, he's like, I want to do a podcast. And so he started a podcast. And I'm like, but, but, but I've had this podcast I've been wanting to do for like two years. I want to do my podcast. When do I get to do my podcast? So here it is. <laughs> so, so yeah, all we really need was just a little proper motivation to get us into gear. But now we're here. We finally made it. Finally. It only took forever. So this is a geek podcast, and we're just going to talk about geeky things. Yeah, for anybody that's ever met us, you know we're probably some of the biggest geeks you've ever met. We're very proud of that fact. Very. Wear that as a badge of honor. I guess let's kick it off with some of the stuff we've done recently. We'll probably start off the podcast with things we've done this week. And we plan for it to be like a weekly podcast. Since this is the first one, we're just going to do stuff we've done recently. So last month we went to the Horror Hound convention, mm, correct? Yes, correct, in Cincinnati, Ohio. It was Libby's very first convention that very she ever been to that wasn't animal related. Yeah, we've been to a <laughs> lot of animal conventions. Yeah. Uh, we just recently went to the Exotic Pet Expo yesterday. It's still going on this weekend. We went to Rhett and Link. Tuesday night. It's uh, Good Mythical Morning hosts. Rhett and Link. It was a music concert. I didn't expect until they mentioned it on Good Mythical Morning one day. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was going to be a concert. It was fantastic. Oh, absolutely. It was hilarious. Um, it was really cool, too, because it was down at the Ryman and... Um, for anybody else that listens to Rhett and Link, you know they are big Merle Haggard fans. So getting to see them do some of his stuff and being at the Ryman and the mother church of country music was really cool. Even if that's not your thing, it's still a kind of a neat moment. Yeah, you could really feel, I sat down like, wait a minute. They just earlier in, I think in, earlier in the week or the week before, they had mentioned something about Merle Haggard. And it hit me then a little bit. Oh, they're about to do a concert at the Ryman. They are going to be so excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for them. <laughs> and then they kept saying how excited they were in their opener. Um, what was his name? It, oh, it, was it Brett? Gosh. I couldn't quite understand the first name. Yeah, it was Brett or Britain. It was Link's cousin. Yeah, Link's cousin. Who's a country artist and had never gotten to go on tour before. Yeah, he had never done a tour before and that was his first tour and the last the last show night. is at the ryman i mean you you can just feel it yeah because oh gosh yeah neither one of us are really super big into country music but living around nashville you there are some things i like to listen to i like some of the the bigger ones i used to listen to martina mcbride a lot yeah two lungs and a larynx <laughs> um it was some radio DJ. Everybody gives me crap about this, but I like Carrie Underwood. I don't know what that. 
I'm a bigger fan of her husband, Mr. Underwood. <laughs> Mr. Underwood. He has to take her name. When he signed, when Mike Fisher signed to Nashville, when he came to the Predators, I mean, he's a very accomplished hockey player. He's a very talented man. And all the headlines were, Carrie Underwood's husband comes to Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, poor, <laughs> poor guy. Oh. Poor nothing. He's going home to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, poor nothing. We also went to Jim Jeffries. At the Ryman. Friday night. So complete opposite of... Uh, complete which opposite. That almost had me in tears. It, I was, was, it was too funny. My my face hurt because I was smiling so much. Yeah, you have to get that like permanent grin has to go away. And it took a while. And it I related so much to his lactose intolerance story. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the one that broke the camel's back. Yeah, hopefully was, we're not spoiling anything for him. But he may be coming out of a stand-up special too, soon too. But he's got a very long, very in-depth story about lactose intolerance. which I feel it. He, he still eats dairy as long as he makes time for himself to be able to go to the bathroom afterwards. And this one story, he did not make time for it. And that was fantastic. Yeah. It's kind of like eating spicy Mexican food. It's fine in the comfort of your own home and your own little castle. But you go outside of that, it's not worth the risk. That and Taco Bell. Ooh. (laughs) Taco Hell. So uh, in our little intro, we did mention that we have a zoo. It is a small zoo. Um, Very small. So we have seven snakes. That's four ball pythons. All were rehomes. They were given to us because they needed a home. Mm-hmm. Then we have three boas. Two of them are Colombian rainbow boas that we plan to breed eventually. We're researching as of right now, so they are just pets for now. But they are both het leucistic, which means for anybody who knows about animals or snakes or reptiles, that means they carry the gene to be able to make white snakes. And that's how we will try and get a white snake. <laughs> And then we have a Colombian red tail boa. We believe is a hypo red tail boa. That's at least what I was told. And she does look like a hypo. I've looked up pictures of hypo red tails. And that is what she looks like. But she is magnificent. Those three we bought. Yeah. And then we have two leopard geckos. We One do. I've had since before we got together. Yeah, that was. So it's been. Gosh, he's. It was like the summer before we got together. So he, so about six years. So yeah, six so years. Twenty thirteen. So he's probably about seven years old now, and then we got one. Was it last year or year before? It was, I think twenty seventeen when we got little, little Jamie. Little Jamie. Uh, Jack is the other one. He is mm-hmm. named after Jack from Lost. We have a bearded dragon as well. He's a rescue. His name is Popeye. His previous owners did not take very good care of him, but they released him to a vet who we got him from and who spent six months rehabilitating him. He went from barely being able to open his mouth because his jaw was fused to now he could essentially put my whole pinky in his mouth, which still isn't very much, but considering we were having to syringe feed him and now he can totally eat on his own all of the regular food that beardies eat. He just has to be tong fed. He also is blind in that left eye. He had an abscess under his left eye. He's partially blind. You can tell he can see a little bit, but his depth perception is totally off. So he does have to be. We also didn't, we didn't name him. So we've got 
all the ball pythons, we've got Jean-Luc Picard. Mm-hmm. We have Bellatrix Lestrange, Zuko, Iroh. And Bellatrix lives up to her name. She does. Unfortunately. Zuko also lives up to his name. He has actually bitten himself because his tail scared him. On the flip side, Iroh and Jean-Luc have lived up to their names too. Both of them are very chill, <sighs> relaxed. Very laid back. And Iroh, because if for anybody who hasn't seen it, Avatar The Last Airbender, that's what they're named after. Uncle Iroh, he is so adventurous, so unlike a ball python, it's unbelievable. So Jack, Jamie, we... Our boas, our rainbow boas, uh, Brienne and Renly, which if they have white snakes, we're going to name one of them David Coverdale. Surprising that you with that now. I don't know who that is. Lazing or White Snake. Two people out there are going to think that's really funny. Okay. And I'm one of them. So okay. we're halfway there. <laughs> Woo. And then, of course, our red tail is the Lady Melisandre, which, if we ever get a red tail male to go with her, uh, I think Tormund is probably going to end up having to be the name. Tormund or Thoros? I like you... Tormund. Thoros is a little too close to Thanos. Very true. We're sticking with the theme here in case. And then we also have. A rat, Miss Leia. She came from the same person who gave us Jean-Luc. We actually had three rats. Uh, Two of them passed away early last year. And Leia is on her last little bit. We've been saying that for the last month or so, though. Yeah, she started getting bad right before Christmas. And we still have her. And I'm very surprised. And I'm rooting her on. But I know she's hurting. Oh, the other two uh, rats were Padme and Ray. We've got a bird as well named Killer Kiwi, KK for short. We just got her. She was my aunt's bird. Yeah. She needed somebody who could spend more time with her, and we were happy to take her. She's super sweet, super loving, and we have four dogs, one of which is climbing into my lap as we speak. Uh, Bullet. And precocious little boy, aren't you, buddy? Yeah, you're the precocious little butthead. Yes. I want to be part of the podcast. I want to do it. It looks easy. We've got a husky, which is Fennec. He looks like a Fennec fox. Bullet. We believe he's either Basset or Dachshund pit mix. He's all gray. And then we have Graham, which... We're pretty sure Graham's not actually a dog. We think he might just be an alien in a dog suit learning dog behavior from everybody else. Because this guy is just does not make sense. Yeah, he he's so he's so weird. Does not understand how to function as a dog or anything. And no. then we have Miss Regina, she's our old part. All four of these guys were rescues. Two of them sh- just walked up. That was Graham and Regina. Fennec I got from work. And when I say from work, somebody had him out in the parking lot and he was running around like crazy. So I picked him up. Or I didn't pick him up, but I exchanged phone numbers with the person <laughs> was taking care of him. Long story short, <laughs> I made sure he was mine. <laughs> Mr. Bullet here we got from a rescue. I believe that's all our animals. I so so I when I say a small zoo, we've We've got a zoo, that's for sure. When we were at the uh, Exotic Pet Expo, we were looking at a uh, banana ball python, and the guy asked, is like, oh, how many snakes do you have at home? And we were like, seven. He's like, oh, just seven. 
<laughs> yeah, snakes are kind of like Pringles. You can't have just one. Yeah, it, it, they're. I mean, they're super easy to take care of. Mm. There's. I mean, yeah. you have to make sure they have clean water. And you have to clean out their cage, but for the most part, they just sit there. Yeah. Especially ball pythons. Yeah. Like, anybody, I mean, anybody looking to get into snakes, a ball python is a really, really great starter, just because they are very docile. Um, and even on the off chance that you do get bit, if you've ever been bitten by a dog or a cat or honestly anything else, those are way, way worse. Oh, yeah. A ball python bite is a little bit worse than a paper cut, honestly. It's that sudden nature. It's the fact that it's so fast is what throws you. Because, I mean, they are predators, but mm. so are we. I mean, come on. So, I guess we'll bring up our wedding. Yes. Which may seem odd, but we had a Harry Potter slash Lego movie theme. So <laughs> our first official date was uh, going to see the Lego movie. We had the Lego cake topper. We had Lego party favors. And it was really it was really cute. It was really fun. And it's hard to believe that was two years ago. We're recording this two uh, one day before exactly two years. All right, two year anniversary is tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Two whole years. I know, and you haven't killed me yet, so I must be doing something right. We'll see. <laughs> Yet. Um, <laughs> yet is the key word. <laughs> but yeah, we, I mean, we still have, like, right behind us, we have a Gryffindor on my side and a Ravenclaw on Casey's side. So. Yeah, we mean, have our banners flying. Yes. Let your geek flag fly. We were also both in band. Mm-hmm. I started playing clarinet in sixth grade. Halfway through, well, not even halfway through, I think a quarter of the way through the year, I switched over to trumpet because we had too many clarinets and flutes. Shout out Miss Hartwine. She uh, needed more yes. people to switch over to brass instruments. And I'm like, um, the clarinet's too complicated. Can I switch to trumpet? So I did. The rest was history. I, and it's funny is I actually started off as a trumpet player in middle school. And then halfway yeah, halfway through my freshman year, Miss Hartwine asked if I would switch to baritone because we only had one. And we had, I think, 12 trumpet players at the time. And so I said, Sure, why not? And just did that for the rest of it. So three and a half years, roughly, on each one. That's not bad. I was actually in, mar well, I say in marching band. I, I mean, I went to the competitions and stuff. In eighth grade, I was the, uh, I was the person for the uh, guard who, like, ran the flags out in, in uh, certain spots, like, depending on whenever the change was, and I would pick up the old flags to get them out of the way for the show. So, I mean, I went to competitions every Friday night. I was there. I didn't go to a lot of the rehearsals. I think I went to a couple rehearsals, but I didn't, because rehearsals were like, what, Monday, Tuesday, and yeah, Thursday. We did Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So I think I went to rehearsals on Thursdays, and then the games on Fridays, and competitions on Saturdays. And we went to a crap ton. I remember my brother played football in high school and he was he's 10 years older so you figure he's you know high school age i was still maybe four five six at the oldest really and going to the games and not caring anything about football but being excited when the band came out yeah i did the same really thing cool. um and so that was that was always more appealing and then so once i got to high school and that was a thing you could do i was like sign me up well, I, I came from a long line of band directors. My uh, grandfather was a band director, Kenton Hall. So was my great uncle, Bill Hall. 
So both of them, Uncle Bill, he was a trumpet player as well. My grandfather, he played clarinet and saxophone, but he could play any instrument. I mean, he, he was a band director. They make you learn all of the instruments. So um, I actually got to have quite a few lessons from him. Um, for anyone who knows, he was the director of Two Rivers and McGavick when McGavick first started. There are some stories. I loved hearing stories as a kid. My aunt, my uncle, my dad, they were all in band. Everybody was in band. So it was one of those, when I got into sixth grade, it was like, you're going to be in band, which <laughs> I did. I like, I wanted to be at that point. Yeah. After all the stories, of course, I was going to be in band. And of course, I was going to be in marching band. It was inevitable. Yeah. There's just no escape from some of it. You know, some people, their family are police. Some people, their family are doctors. And then there's band nerds. Yes. <laughs> band nerds. It was a good time. That's how we met. Yeah, both went to the same high school. You were two years in mm-hmm. front of me. So you graduated in 2005? Yes. And I graduated in 2007. We were around each other, but we were in different sections, so we mm-hmm. never spoke to one another. I don't, I don't think you can actually be in marching band without being a nerd of some sort. Yeah, nerd, geek, it's, it's going to happen. But yeah, like we said, being a band kid kind of sets you up for being a nerd, but I think we had already both started along the geeky path I was way grown that. a nerd my mom watches and has always watched the Stephen King movies she's read like all of the Stephen King books I used to get her I used to get her to uh, tell me the stories I wouldn't read them because they were too scary but I would get her to tell them to me I remember getting her to tell me the Miss story a lot yeah a, a lot as a kid that and she used to watch the x-files all the time yeah i mean i I was grown a nerd and then my dad got me into star wars which he did kind of fail i'm not gonna lie i love you daddy he did not have me watch the older ones first i watched episode one when it first came out in theaters so as a young 10 year old I was 10, right? I was 99? Yeah, you would have been. As a 10-year-old, when that first came out, I liked the prequels better. As I got older, and now that I've seen the originals now, I do like the older ones. But I'm not letting go of the prequels. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be a uh, future episode. Like yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. Prequels versus original. Because eventually we are going to have kids down the line, and there is going to come an important moment in time where we do have to show them the Star Wars movies. And then it becomes, do you show them in chronological order, or do you show them in the order they were released? I stick to my guns, and I say you have to show them in the order they were released, because otherwise you miss out on so much stuff. Well, yeah, you miss out, although his name's Darth Vader. His name means Dark Father. In Dutch, I believe. Is it Dutch? I think it's Dutch. But you have to think. It was back in the 70s. How many people that were uh, fluent in Dutch were going to see sci-fi films and going like, ah, that means Doc Father. I don't know why my Dutch man is German. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But sit there and go, oh, I can figure this out. It's not the problem. Which, I mean, that's cool to think about. You know, back in the day before internet spoilers and message boards and comment boards that something could be so big and take over pop culture and take over you know the collective conscious yeah it's crazy like i took a pop culture class in college and i 
loved that class because it really made you think about how ingrained all of this nerdy culture is in popular culture now. Mm-hmm. Like the geeks have taken over. Yeah. We we've won. We did. We won. The jocks are losing. All those. And I'll I'll let you point out the whole jock, the jock yeah. thing. Yeah. So one of my favorite stories that I always tell people when they talk about nerds and geeks, um, and how it has kind of taken over the consciousness is several years ago I was at Dragon Con in Atlanta, which if you've never been, it's the second biggest comic convention in the country. Of course, Comic Con's the first. And it's always Labor Day weekend, which is about the time the college football playoffs start. So, of course, uh, the game was going on the same weekend. Uh, They always do a big game in Atlanta. I believe it was Clemson and Virginia Tech. Don't hold me to it. And I remember being in the hotel. You have all, you know, just hundreds of people in costume and T-shirts and everything. Just, you know, having a blast. Just having grand time you know, you've got superheroes and fairies and all these different characters and i remember going down going down the escalator very close to me there were two guys that were there but not for dragon con they were there for the football game they had their faces painted they had their chest painted the wacky hair um, they had the cooler jerseys all this stuff and i remember them looking around at all at everybody in the room and one of them says, man, what a bunch of dorks. And I had to stop and think, what's the difference between you guys loving your football team so much that you've taken the time to come down here, you've painted your face, you've colored your hair, you've painted your chest, you've got the jerseys, you've got the flags and the banners and the you know pom-poms and whatever else. That's cool, that's normal, but I get that excited about a TV show or a book or a movie, and I also go out and do that same thing. I, you know, I get the costumes and I get the shirts and I go buy the, you know, the comics or the whatever, and that's somehow a negative. And that's, and that's silly to me, because at the end of the day, yes... It's a double one, standard. It is a double standard, and yes... One of them is really happening as in a competition, and the other things are scripted, and, and you know it's going to happen. But at the same time, at the end of the day, wrestling, you... wrestling. Yeah, we'll get in, we'll get into pro wrestling too because that's a big thing with me. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about drama. You yeah. love drama. You watch the football game because you want it to be a good game. You don't want to watch a sixty two to nothing blowout that's not enjoyable but a back and forth that you don't know who's going to win at the end is exciting it's fun that's what gets you pumped and to me that's no different than a well done movie or a tv show is that you just get so into it and you get so lost into it from these actors and from the writers that you know you kind of lose yourself in that and it's like i said at the end of the day it's the same thing it's that same experience from either one but i always still i always still think that's fun but we were talking about you're just getting excited. To me, that's that's what makes a geek is just you found something that you are super, super, super excited about, and you just really get into that. And it's like you can geek out about so many things. It's just that we're such broad spectrum geeks about things that it's yeah. It's there's no everything. Yeah, everything has turned into a geek thing, nerd thing, whatever. 
it's just all over the place for us because I, I, I can get excited about the tiniest little things. <laughs> I, I started when I was a kid. Like I was always, I, I tried to fit in. I really, really did. I remember uh, even in middle school, I really age myself now, but when uh, the now that's what I call music CDs first started coming out. And we're talking the originals. I think they're up to like 60, 70 something right now. And I mean, the first one I bought was number three. And I tried. I really did try. And it just, it wasn't for me. And I tried to be like everybody else, and just, it wasn't happening. And I was, so I would find myself usually by myself and getting into like reading a lot of books my brother watched a lot of pro wrestling and so i started watching that with him and we would have wrestling matches and um like we'd make up title belts and all this stuff and so we you know that was the start of one thing i think what really hit with me it was 96 or 97 it was right when the Star Wars 20th anniversary was coming out. So they were re-releasing the toys and the movies were on remastered VHS. This is before special editions. So Mm -hmm. Han still shoots first like he always does. (laughs) I'll go to the grave on that one. (laughs) And I remember one Christmas, that Christmas, my parents got me, I opened, it was just like a Casternaut box and I opened it up and inside were eight Star Wars figures. There was a Luke, a Leia, a Han, a Chewie, a 3PO, an R2, an Obi-Wan, and a Darth Vader. And I didn't know entirely what it was. And so I was like, okay, this is cool. And they told me, well, it's, it's a movie. It's, it's stuff from a movie. And they got, they got me the trilogy on VHS and sat down and watched the first one. And from then on, I was hooked. I loved every minute of it, and I wanted to watch more, and I wanted to watch them again and again and again, and start playing with the toys and just getting as many of those as I can, and just doing outlandish battles. And my cousin was getting into it at the same time, and so she and I would, whenever we would hang out, we'd bring all our Star Wars toys together and just make up outrageous scenarios and play with those all day. That was kind of the start of me falling in love with science fiction, and then. Um, that branched out into fantasy and really like in, even into horror and things and it's just from then on it became an exploratory of what else is out there yeah. and it's it's amazing and I think that's that's to me is what's so fun about it is there's just so much you can do because you're not within the confines of real world that just you can go and you can get lost in that. Yeah. And that's what's so much more fun. I think as for me, as far as what I first got into, I mean, as a kid, I I wasn't I was not a nerdy kid. I mean, the nerdiest thing I did was ask my mom about the X Files. Um <laughs> Please tell me about the X, your favorite X Files. Please uh, explain to me the, uh, or tell me the story of the mist, or whatever it was. But like, my mom would also watch Alien. 
<laughs> while I was in the room at four years old. Uh, but I was like sitting behind the couch. She wasn't, I wasn't watching it. I was like playing with Barbies or something. So I, yeah. like I played with the Barbie dolls. I played with baby dolls. Um, I played outside on my um, jungle gym. I played with the neighbors, like all of, all of the neighbors pretty much. There was a, a row of four of us. It was my house. And then Shay and Drew, and then Tiffany and Blake, and then Bethany. And she had a brother, but he was much older. Much, much older. So we didn't we didn't hang out with him at all. Mm-hmm. But we would all play together. So I was always outside. I was always with them. I wasn't in the house very much. It was like middle school age when I started like spending more and more time inside. Well, I guess it was... My first, like, nerdy, nerdy thing that I, like, chose for myself was uh, my PlayStation, I guess. Mm. <laughs> I got my PlayStation, and I, that's when I, that, that nail in the coffin right there, I started playing Crash Bandicoot Warped. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I still get giddy when it starts up. Like, I could look up just the sound of it, and it's like, Naughty Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Crash Bandicoot Warped. Yeah, the whole thing. So excited that Spyro. Yeah. Spyro and uh, Spyro Ripto's Rage. So of course, when those got remastered, I got all of them. So I got I got the Crash Bandicoot. I got the um, Spyro. So I got I even got to play games that I never had access to when I was little because I had I had a PlayStation, but I had five or six games and those were the only games I ever got for the PlayStation and then when I got my PS2 I had I think at most at any given time I only had like five or six games for the PlayStation I have more now because I've gotten more as I've gone to like GameStop and all that stuff but I, I didn't have that much as a kid so I only had like a few games that I would play and in in all, I really only ever had, like, there were only ever, like, four four games that I regularly played. There was always, like, one dud. I think with my PlayStation 2, I got Galaga or something. Galaga. It, I had a PlayStation 2. <laughs> Why wouldn't I play Crazy Taxi? I know, it, it, it is a little akin to, like, buying a PS4 and Xbox One and then just going for Playing Pong. Galaga. Going for Pong. <laughs> Although I'm kind of guilty of that, too. I'll get a computer and... Like, all the possibilities in the world. I'm gonna play Solitaire. <laughs> yeah, like Solitaire or the Mind Game was that? Oh, Minesweeper. Minesweeper. I am atrocious at that. <laughs> I have sort of figured it out, but I I don't know why. And it, it happens every so often, but I played it, I don't think it was last week. It may have been like the week before. I was going through my computer and cleaning a bunch of stuff out, and I saw Minesweeper. Clicked on it. The first friggin' square I clicked on. Dead. Yeah. How does that happen? That shouldn't be a thing. But yeah, dead. And I'm like, I just got so mad. I'm like, you know what? I was going to play you. I'm not going to now. And so I immediately closed it. Yeah. I try, Like I said, I've gone back and tried and tried, and I'm still just... I mean, I understand it. I get the concept of it. I'm just not very good at it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever actually won. I've gotten close, but I've never won. 
I've won a few times, but I, th I almost wonder if it was a glitch then, because I would click one square, and it would just clear the board, and all the flags would pop up, and it would say, yay, you won. And I didn't know what it was, so I just was like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, that, I don't think I've ever won Solitaire. Oh, I've won that, yeah. What's the, um, did you ever play Clock Solitaire? No. Played that in, um band a lot like in the dead times oh oh yeah, yes you have yes. 12 yes i have done that and mm -hmm. you have to you have to go around and get them all like aces at the one yeah. all that stuff and, and then the, you have the, the king is the 13 king. and if you hit all four yeah, kings in the middle before you finish you lose yeah which so. is funny that you can lose to yourself essentially you're losing to the deck yeah well it's it's a game that you play by yourself mm -hmm. you don't have you don't have to have anybody else around. Although I, I do find it odd that we played it around other people. Because, <laughs> I mean, this was like dead times in marching band. Where yeah. you have, what, at, at most I think we had a hundred and something at the, yeah. at the like peak. Like 120. So it's not like you're alone. No. <laughs> you had other people around. Um, we'd play Kemp's a lot. I remember Kemp's. Kemp's, um, Spades. Egyptian rat, rat screw. screw. Those are going to be the next words out of my mouth. Egyptian rat screw. That yes. is the best game to play. Especially like because anybody can jump in and start playing. Mm. Anybody. So PS2 was your first console, right? No, PlayStation. PlayStation, I'm sorry. E -play well, technically, because um, I got my parents Atari. Right. So I had an Atari and then I got my cousin Chad's sega genesis so technically i had those first mm -hmm. and i did have them i did have a, a tv like when i got my tv in my bedroom i got those hooked up to the tv so i did get to play those and <laughs> i think only had like three games for the sega genesis one of them i didn't understand the other one was like too difficult and then the third one <laughs> was sonic hey, so I played the crap out of Sonic, but there, like, there were like a few games in there. Like it was, it was Sonic, but the, I don't, I don't remember exactly. But there were three different games that you could play, and one was like the regular Sonic, which I was, I mean, I was little, like I couldn't, I couldn't figure regular Sonic out. The one game that I played all the time, Tube, and you're running down the tube, and you have to go like left or right mm -hmm. to get all of the rings. Right. And you jump over different stuff. I played the crap out of that game. <laughs> Constantly, I was playing Sonic. So, yeah, I had those two. And I got a PlayStation when my friend Jessica, her brother, had one. We would play his all the time. And I'm like, Mom, I want a PlayStation. I want a PlayStation. We're playing Crash Bandicoot over there. That Crash Bandicoot and what was it? Uh... It's that game with the monster trucks or the the cars. Oh. It, with the with oh with the clown. Yeah. I hate it. Oh, Twisted Metal. Yes. Twisted Metal. We played Twisted Metal, and um, me and Jessica would play against each other. It's one of those. If you hadn't asked me, I would have told you just off the top of my head. Yeah, that that was like. I had to ask. That was what second grade. So I was like seven, eight. Yeah. And then I'm like, I want a PlayStation. So I got a PlayStation shortly after that, and then. I got the PS2 on my 11th birthday from my daddy. No, that's funny because you got a PlayStation right around that age when I was that age. Again, we're only two years apart. 
But to show just kind of like how big gap there is, when I was that age for Christmas, I got a Super Nintendo because that was the biggest thing. And the main reason I got one was to keep my brother from killing me. <laughs> because this is back in the day when games didn't always necessarily have save points or multiple saves. You usually had one. And if you wanted to get back to a level, you had the codes that you had to Yeah, the in. codes. And oh, Game Boy. I remember watching my brother play one of the old Final Fantasies back when it was still like you know the 16-bit or 32-bit JRPG style and wanting to play not knowing how to but wanting to play and wanting to interact with it and so I waited for one day where he was going out with his friends went to his room and booted it up unknowingly deleted his game and started one over <laughs> And then he actually came back home while I was still playing, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and so, yeah, shortly thereafter, that Christmas, it's like, hey, here's your own. So I didn't have to work, uh, worry about it anymore. But the first game I had was Donkey Kong Country, because that was the game that came with it. And to this day, I don't think I've ever actually beaten it. I it's got, a hard game. It is. A lot of those games are super, super hard. And you wouldn't think it now. And I, I've gone back and played some of those, because I bought the Super Nintendo Mini shortly after it came out. And I even downloaded it on I downloaded it on my Wii. When I first got the Wii, um, I downloaded that, Ocarina of Time, and Super Metroid. Went back to play it thinking, the game's not that hard. I was just seven years old trying to play this game, and I sucked at it. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. It really is just that hard and that stupid. So all these people sitting there going oh cuphead's insanely hard and dark souls insanely hard you're right it is insanely hard but it was meant to be insanely hard these games were made for children yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's insane the amount of skills they expected but yeah. i love i love watching like those youtube videos mm. where it's it explains the people creating a game because we watched the one on spyro how they created spyro what how long did it take them to create it it was like six Six or nine months. Yeah, it did not take much time at all. It didn't. Yeah, it did not take long. And I don't know if anybody has played Spyro, but it was like flat and angular. But it was the funnest game. It, what what did they say? It was the first to have it where the uh, characters interacted with you. It was the first time other characters you could trigger them to come after you. Right. It was the first game that ever did that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I played that game all the time. I loved it. I have never beaten it. I still haven't beaten it. I would... <laughs> I'm weird with games. When I say weird, I create inner stories within mm -hmm. the game. So as I'm playing, I have a story going on in my head separate from what is actually in the story. So <laughs> I will create inner characters this person exists in in the story it does not exist in the story i have just created a person so it's like i am essentially playing barbies <laughs> with my characters that's which good. is that's why i love the sims that's the fun though you could i love doing that in any kind of game where you can create a character like playing gta or skyrim oblivion any kind of game like that oh yeah after a while it's like yeah you do the story and it's fun and but then after a while, you're like, well, what else can I do? Yeah, I think that's why I don't do a whole lot of first-person mm -hmm. anything. Like, I'll play them. I have no problem playing them. It's just, I like that third person where you can see your character. You can see where you're going because 
I have created a story in my head and I <laughs> yeah. want to be able to see my character. Yeah, I want to be able to have that story of, oh, there's people running after me. I love like GTA, mm-hmm. like any of the GTA games, because I do it in all of them. I am always running from the cops. Not actually in the game, but I will pretend to be running from the cops in all of the games. And I'll have a story in my head of why I'm running from the cops. And then I trigger the cops to start running after me. And then it becomes a game of how many stars can I get? Yeah. How many how many stars can I get before the cops kill me? Or um, I love in GTA V is I try to find all of the like really big weapons mm-hmm. and I go and like buy all of the ammunition for it and then I'll sit on top of a building and then I'll just snipe the yeah. cops as they try to come and get me. Eventually the helicopters will start coming. Ah, no problem. Here's my bazooka. Boom! Yeah. I used to do that on Vice City. Um, I'm, I'm afraid to do it now on the modern GTAs because the cops are just that intense even on a two-star. But yeah, GTA, on Vice City, I would... Just try to see how high I could get the star level. And I could usually get it up to four or five. And that's, of course, when the helicopters and things would come out. But, you know, back on those, you had a two-star one level. All you had to do was paint your car, and they would somehow the cops were oblivious to that was you now. Or if you went yeah. into your house, all of a sudden they just didn't know it was you. Whereas five, I tried that the first time. I was like, oh, man, my one level is a little bit high. I'm going to go run into my house. I'll be fine. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Oh boy, was I wrong! But that's crazy, just how far it's come, how far, how much it's changed. Yeah, I used to play uh, the third one, the third GTA. GTA three. I love that one. Although I don't know that I ever beat that one mm-hmm. before I started uh, using cheats. Yeah. Um, and that game was my favorite to use cheats because I would do is it God mode. I'm not sure. I never did the God mode. I always got the cheats for the better cars because I could never find a car I liked. Oh, I used all of the cheats. I like. I I swear I had a little printout. I printed out all of the cheats for GTA Three. I had them stapled, and then I had them like I had all of my favorites that I used to always go to, and the God mode where it had infinite health and the infinite shield or whatever. I forget what it yeah. was. It's been forever. I would put that on, get the tank, and then I'd just go around <laughs> shooting stuff. I found this one spot that I loved right at the the mob. Was it the mob? Mm, I think so. Did you play that one? Yeah. I didn't, um, play, I didn't play three as much as I played some of the others. Whoever it is, the mob people or the gangsters, whatever, they had up on this hill, they had this hideout. I would go to that hideout... And it's like on a cliff. I would go to the cliff. Well, what what I would do is I'd start shooting anybody and everybody. And then I'd find my way to this cliff. And I would sit on the cliff. And the cops could not get to you. The cops would not go back there. I don't know what it was. Now, the helicopters would. And I'd just get the freaking bazooka out and start shooting at them. But I could sit there on a five-star and just shoot cops. And they would not find me. They would not come to me. Hmm. I loved it, <laughs> but it, the second you get out of that little that little like fenced in area, because it's like a, a a privacy fence or right. something that's right there, they just would not find you. Huh? Or occasionally one or two might show up in there. You shoot them and then they're gone. 
So I just sit there with the bazooka, and of course I had infinite amount yeah, of, of ammo because I had the cheat on me, and uh, I just sit there and start shooting him down. <laughs> it makes you long for the days of stupid AI, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, it's really cool now that, like on Red Dead Redemption Two and Skyrim and things, that the AI is a lot smarter and acts more like a human. But at the same time, it just makes something so much more frustrating. You almost long for the days of being able to put a bucket over a shopkeeper's head, rob him blind, and then sell it all back to him and make a profit. <laughs> My favorite thing to do on GTA's, um, going back to Vice City, there was a mission where you had to attack a drug lord's house uh, with a helicopter. You rode in on a helicopter, and they had an option on the radio that you could play music off of your system, off your console. And so I had some songs on the Xbox, and I purposely went in and put Ride of the Valkyries on there. <laughs> and so every time I got to the helicopter mission, I'd fire that thing up, and a minute later, I was having my own little personal Apocalypse Now moment going into this house. <laughs> it was so much fun. I, mean, I, I, I would just do that. I would, fly, I would get in the helicopter and just fly around the city with that going. That was that, fun to me. That's too funny. One thing, this is turning into like stupid things we did in video games, but <laughs> one of my favorite things to try and do is, it doesn't really matter who, but it's usually Trevor that I do this with in GTA Five. Of course I'll, Trevor. Because well, Trevor. yeah, I love Trevor. I'd get in the helicopter, fly over to where the blimp is, and try to land the helicopter on top of the blimp. That was That was my goal. <laughs> is land the helicopter on top of the blimp. I did it once, this one specific time, I did it once, got out of the helicopter to walk around on the blimp because why not? And then the helicopter fell off. <laughs> and so I was just riding on top of a blimp. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> so, well, then of course I like, I dove off, and you have the uh, yeah, parachute, parachute yeah. so it was it was no big deal, but it was still whoops, oopsie daisy, <laughs> whoopsie daisy. What's one of the, there's 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 a lot of nerdy things that we do. There is. We've been YouTube. We haven't yeah. talked about YouTube at all. Uh, no. One of our favorite YouTubers. One of our favorite YouTubers. One of the favorite YouTubers. Yeah, we've got a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of them. We we have a list that we watch just about every day. But one of them is uh, Viva La Dirt League. Yeah. Uh, if you have not checked them out, you totally should. Mm -hmm. They have one. It's called Epic NPC Man. Yeah, Epic NPC Man. I love. I love yeah. that one. And it's if like... you've ever played WoW, Skyrim, Oblivion, uh, Dragon Age, any of those, it you'll get it. It is very. It's so spot on. It's almost painful sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's hilarious. I like the the uh, is it Nicolas Cage one. Yeah. Where they put Nicolas Cage's face on everything. Yeah. And what what does it say in the whole time? I don't remember now. Oh gosh, I don't remember. Uh, l just look it up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a good laugh. Somehow it's become ingrained in my mind now that. Anytime I think of Nicolas Cage, all I can think of is that god-awful Wicker Man remake and him screaming, Not the bees! Not the bees! <sighs> oh, that movie was atrocious. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. The original is so pure. 
But, but yeah. We've and been, then uh, morning. Nice day for fishing, fishing. ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always, I always think I'm like in touch with YouTube, and that I like I watch a lot, and then I'll read something about you know 50 most popular YouTubers or you know, 25 influential YouTubers, and I will not have heard of any of them. Yeah, it's like heard of like one of them. Yeah, like I know maybe I, two. I know who PewDiePie is. I know who Felix is. I have not watched one second of one of his videos. Yeah, it's, I have it just not hasn't watched come across. Any of it. Same thing with a lot of you know the quote unquote influencers and you know the makeup artists and things like that. I you know, I could not tell you who they were. Yeah, I recognize some of them, but it's more because I've seen them on other people's videos, right. like Shane Dawson. I've been introduced to a lot of the newer YouTubers through him. Right. I don't watch a lot of them, but yeah. um, <laughs> I have seen them now. Yeah. A bunch of them have shown up on Good Mythical Morning. Yeah, Good Mythical Morning. The Vlog Brothers. Yeah. And then I uh, hear about a lot of them through the Vlog Brothers. Yeah. And then the Holy Trinity of Grace Mamrie Hannah. Yes. So I think I think between those seven people have kind of like branched us out. Like those were some of the original then it's just kind of exploded Yeah, branched from out there. from there. That's and that's kind of fun thing about YouTube is just, it's got a little something for everybody. It does. You can find something out there. Hopefully, or you, this or, show will be on YouTube one day. Hopefully, um, yay! Maybe you'll stumble across it and get out of the quagmire of watching endless Watch Mojo videos. Oh gosh, top. it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do, and you sit there and go, I really don't know who the top ten movie serial killers from the 90s are well it's based on them it's whatever they decide but even still it's it's cool to just sit down there and like watch them listen to see what pops up or what they think it is and you go yeah i can see that or no completely wrong that are the music ones too yeah really good but yeah we've been we've been been watching a lot of sci-fi lately we made it through almost all of doctor who recently yeah, we still we're bad geeks we have not watched the 13th doctor yet so yeah we fell behind but we got married yeah Leave us alone <laughs> yeah we got we got married and it's life happens and sometimes there are things that are more important than tv shows and then all of a sudden you sit down one day and you go my god i'm out of touch yeah it it got really bad but we we just haven't seen the newest the yeah. newest one. We are up to date with, with 12 now. Yeah, with Peter Capaldi. We're in our uh, current watch through of Voyager. I had yeah. never seen it before. Had, yeah, well, I've seen it now. Yeah, I'd seen several episodes <laughs> in syndication before, but never straight through. So yeah, I had, I had never, ever seen it before. Yeah. And I think, because I didn't start watching any Star Trek. We had a snake named Jean-Luc Picard. I still had not seen any Star Trek mm. at all ever I got a phaser for Christmas one year it may have even been a Deep Space Nine one and didn't even know what Star Trek was that's funny and it was still given to me it's just kind of like a, here you're a kid and this makes noises go play with that bing, bing, and I did bing. I loved it and then uh, not too long after that I was with my mom at a yard sale and somebody was selling an electronic uh, Romulan warbird. It was about two feet long and green, had the buttons that made all the shield and photon and phaser sounds. And again, I didn't know what it was, but I was like, oh, this is so cool looking. 
then finding out what it was and what it was from and going, I'll have to actually check that out. And, you know, this is back in a time when like, Star Trek was a great show for syndication. If a, if a network just needed something to show to fill an hour, it's like, hey, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, here you go. And so that's how I picked up on a lot of it. And then actually going through and sitting down and watching most of it, which we've made it through all of TNG. We've made it through all of Deep Space Nine. We're getting close to the end of Voyager. We have about two seasons left. Yeah, we're almost at the end of five. Yeah, I think we've got like one or two episodes left of season five. And then we'll be on to season six. And then once we finish that, I think we're going to take a little trip back in time and catch some of the original episodes. Yes. Because some people haven't seen as many of the original episodes. Now, I have seen, as of now, I have seen like two or three bits. Like, I think I've seen the episode with the, is it the Tribbles? Oh, yeah. I've seen that episode, and I've seen like bits and pieces of other episodes. Because there was one on the other day on TV. Mm -hmm. You had left it while you went to like shower or something, and I ended up watching it. Yeah. I don't, I can't even tell you what it was about. Uh, some, well, now that now I can remember, but it, there was an alien. Something bad happened. Well, somebody did something weird. Kirk tried to sleep with somebody, and no, no, it wasn't that. Somebody had done something with a planet and gotten involved, and uh, Spock and them showed up and was like, "Hey, we're trying to look for our buddy," um, and they, they said his name, and then everybody's like. <gasps> He's the bad guy. He's doing all the bad stuff. So. Isn't that usually how it goes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, um, we are less than, I believe, check the time here. Uh, we are less than two hours away from, of course, the season premiere of Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> which we won't get to watch tonight. Hooray! Because we have to work. <laughs> So, we could watch it, but we'd only watch like 30 minutes yeah, of it. Yeah, I get to watch 30 minutes of it, and I'm not going to torture myself like that. So so that'll be a fun thing to watch first thing tomorrow morning. Um, on our anniversary. On our anniversary. That's, how we'll be, that's part of the way we'll be celebrating. I'm excited. I know you are. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I kind of wish we had done a watch through, but we were watching so much other stuff because yeah. we were burning through voyager we were burning through doctor who what else were we watching were we watching friends again <laughs> yeah we did watch friends a couple times but we weren't actively yeah, last watching year it. last year was the year of friends you know, uh, you had never seen it before and by the end, by the the year, end three complete watch throughs three complete so ones. all 10 seasons three times and i know we started it a fourth time because on netflix we are in like season five or six mm-hmm. <laughs> so we almost finished it a fourth time we were watching something else we were watching x-files yeah we started watching x-files from the beginning yeah from the beginning yeah we've been watching a lot of fairy tale too we finally got into that it took some time because we started watching it and we liked it and we watched it, and then there was this one story arc screwed with us where we got very, very, very confused with who was who and what was what. Yeah, they threw a bunch of new characters in at once, yeah. and they only said their names maybe one time and then just let it go, and so it was almost impossible to keep up with. 
Yeah, at least took, at the time. Yeah, going back when we were watching, it's like okay, this this makes a little bit more sense now. But it was just such a shotgun blast of new characters. Yeah, it, it turned us off of it for for a second, and I'm like, but I did like it. I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna like it. We have to watch through. We have mm-hmm. to find out all however many hundred episodes. Oh gosh, <laughs> it never ends. Yeah, the the last arc was pretty good that we watched with the uh, cats. Yeah. The flying cats. What are they called again? I want to say Eldenari, but that's not it. No. <laughs> What's the Eldenari? I don't know. <laughs> that's a nerd thing. Yeah, and I'm sure what, I don't know it. <laughs> what is the Eldenari? Oh, I know what the Eldenari is. You don't know it. No, I do not. The Eldenari is the Heart of Hearts in the Aragon series. You don't learn about the Eldenari until, I think, like, book three. Mm, Okay. I'm not going to ruin that book for you because you still need to read it. I will read them eventually. I've got a book list that, I mean, I don't think Santa's Naughty List is as big as my book list right now. (laughs) Um, It's a lot. Um, Speaking of Game of Thrones, I'm actually about a quarter of the way through the fifth book. I'm kind of convinced George R. R. Martin's waiting for me to finish, and it's just taking me forever so that once I finish book five, he will somehow know, and then he can publish book six. Yeah, if he's waiting for me, he's not going to... Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be very disappointed. Because um, I've, I've, I've... I think I started to read book one, and then I had to switch to audiobook, and I finished book one, and I'm listening to book two... And I haven't picked it up (laughs) in a very, very long time. It's it's a hard book to listen to or read. It's a little tricky to get through. Book three is the big payoff for me. Book three, I think, is still the best one. Storm of Swords is the most exciting. Yeah, I'll have to listen to it some more because everybody that's, like, read them has always said good things. And, of course, I mean... They have the show, yeah. So obviously it's good. I just it is it is so difficult. I can't even tell you where I'm at right now in the book. I am so well. I mean, yeah, because it jumps, it jumps around from character to character, and some characters are better than others, and some characters are worse than others. But I mean, that's that's kind of our thing too. Is we're not a hive mind of geekdom. We're not all into the same things. There are some things that. You know way more about than I do, and there's some things I know way more about than you do. Yeah, we can be sitting there watching a show, and I'm like, I recognize that character. Oh, God. And then the betting starts. It's, what show was it on? Yeah. It's either Lost Lost or Charmed. And let me tell you, sometimes those characters are bit parts. I recognize that character. It's never, you see a guy and it's never that you recognize him from Lost and it's a named character that was in 20 episodes. It's always, oh yeah, he was on Lost. Go to IMDb, look it up. It's like, yeah, he was on Lost. In an episode of season one, he was flight attendant number three. Yeah. (laughs) It's insane. I can do that with B-grade horror movies usually. Yeah, I can see somebody and go, wait a minute, didn't you get killed by somebody else? Yeah, me and Lost, we go way back. (laughs) And I didn't even pick up on Lost until like midway through season one. So I I didn't watch season one when it aired. My aunt 
got it. I don't remember when. She got it, and we borrowed the DVD set. I had seen the episode, I think Claire gets abducted by Ethan. Yeah. That was the first episode I ever watched of Lost. And I was already hooked. Midway through season one. I saw that, and I'm like, I have to watch this show. And my my mom wasn't watching it, but um, she was interested in it as well. So when my aunt let us borrow it, we sat down and watched it together. And from that point on, every time Lost was on, we sat down and we watched Lost. And it's really funny because we would sit down, we would watch Lost, and my stepdad would go into like one of the other rooms because he didn't care about it. But uh, we'd sit there on the like watching it on the big TV. We'd always do like the surround sound. I don't know what happened, but one of the speakers was broken. Mm. <laughs> so when the, the sound, like at the very beginning of the show, when it would go off, it would make this like <laughs> sound. <laughs> and so my mom would always laugh at me because I would mimic the sound. <laughs> I think the first show I ever like truly obsessed over in terms of have to watch the new episodes, have to sit down and make the moment of it was uh, the Battlestar Galactica reboot. Because um, my ex uh, introduced me to the show and I just, I fell in love with it. And I remember being on vacation in Florida about the time that the last season was airing, making us go back to the hotel <laughs> to watch Battlestar Galactica. The beach is out there, and the theme parks, and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there going, sci-fi show. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was when was this? 2003, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, it wouldn't have been 2003. It would have been 2002. My family, a bunch of us, went out to uh, the cabins. Yeah. And uh, one of the days that we were gone, it was just like a long weekend. I think it was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we came back Sunday or something like that. Everybody else was staying like another day or two. Me and my mom went out there. While we were there, the X-Files was showing. We made everybody go away, and we took over the one of the TVs, which was the biggest TV in the house, in the cabin. We went upstairs, and we watched the X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that good. It really is. <laughs> the 2002, so I was 13. <laughs> Watching the X-Files with my mom. See, you lucked out. I, I'm so glad I didn't get into my mom's stuff, God rest her soul. Because while your mom was watching Stephen King movies and Alien and the X-Files, my mom was watching Lifetime movies and more Lifetime movies <laughs> and more Lifetime movies. <laughs> So, needless to say, that was part of it, too, is I just kind of pulled away from that, and I guess I spent a lot of time on my own. Yeah, I think, I mean, I I loved Lost. I kept up with Lost, but the first, like, official show that I watched that I got into by myself and stuck with and obsessed over, Mm -hmm. the first official one would have been Charmed, which is one of the other ones where I'm like, I recognize that character. We were at Horror Hound. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there. I'm staring at this guy. I recognize him. He was in something I've seen. You start looking him up. As you're looking him up to see what all he's been, and I'm like, he's been in Charmed. He was a demon on Charmed. 
And sure enough, he was a demon on one episode of Charmed. Yeah, that's what it always is. It's always one episode, and it's always an unnamed character. <laughs> yeah, I almost wanted to go up to him and be like, I loved you in Charmed. <laughs> one bit part. He's done, like, all these horror movies yeah. and all this other stuff. I loved you in Charmed. I like doing that, though, with celebrities sometimes when you meet them. Because you have to think, if they're famous for one big role, that's all people talk about. Maybe it's it might be annoying to them, or maybe it's a breath of fresh air. I don't know. I just, I, just, I, just, I never want to be the you know, 200th person that day to be like, oh, yeah, you were great. And I was at a convention several years ago, and David Prowse was there, which David Prowse was uh, Darth Vader. He was the man in the suit. And so, of course, his booth is all Star Wars and Darth Vader stuff, and that's all people were going up about. I walked by at one point, he was by himself. And I knew he was in Star Wars. I knew he was Darth Vader, but I also knew that he was in... A Clockwork Orange. A bit part, a small part. But I sat down and I talked with him and I just I asked him about that movie. I asked him about working with Stanley Kubrick and you know if all you know all these terrible rumors that you hear about him being, you know, so hard to work with were true. He said, Oh, every bit of it. Every <laughs> single word of it you've ever heard is completely true. And it was so worth it. And he said, Yeah, it was a lot of hard work and it was very intense, but he was very proud of what they made. It's kind of cool because, again, at the end of the day, they're normal people. Oh, yeah. It's still cool to freak out a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those you you geek out a little bit. Annabeth that played Monica in the X-Files because we got to see her, Robert Robert Patrick. Patrick. We went to the X-Files panel. It was just them two. I could have gone over there when they were on the floor. Mm -hmm. I could have a lot of nerd cred here. Yeah. So we've got we've got a lot of material to cover. And oh, totally. This is just the very beginning. Yeah, this is the tip of the iceberg, as it were. <laughs> yeah, we have these conversations all the time. We've just decided to start having them on a podcast yeah. where other people can hear. We're going to be and, sharing them with you. Yeah, and you are more than welcome to take part in the conversation. We have social media. We are Geek to Me Podcast. That's the word Geek, the number two, me podcast and uh we're on podbean uh we're hoping to be on itunes i'm hoping by wednesday we'll know whether or not we're on itunes or not if not we are on podbean and i'm trying to get us on others as well i'll post on our twitter uh instagram uh we have a facebook page and we have a group as of right now the group is not visible i will make the group visible the group on facebook will be where we have our deep conversations. I want that to be where we get ideas from you guys. But you're more than welcome to post on Podbean, on Twitter, Instagram. Just hit us up. Mm-hmm. We'll be on all there. Yeah, we'd love to get some feedback from you guys. And, I mean, we're not make we're not making bank off this. We're not making a cent. We're doing this oh, we strictly spent for fun. Money. <laughs> yeah, we are we are doing this for fun. We're we, doing this because we want to. We spent entirely too much money on this. Oh gosh, we like we've spent money. This this is a hobby right now. Yeah, that, like it, it is totally a hobby. We just want to be able to talk <gasps> about geeky things because it's what we love to do. Hopefully, you like what you hear, and we're gonna try to do one of these every week. Yeah, yes. I think we're I think we're gonna try to shoot for. Uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday is our goal. I need to edit and everything. 
please rate, subscribe, follow us on those socials. Check us out. If you know anybody else that would be interested in listening, let your friends know. Yes, please share. Share, share, know. share. I, let your uh, mailman know. Yeah, let your mailman know. Yeah, I uh, Let the people checking you out at the grocery store know. <laughs> the other day, when I finally set up Facebook page and got everything that I wanted on there, a few people had started to follow us and like the page. I went through my entire Facebook friends list and just added everybody. And then afterwards, I'm like... I posted on the page and I was like, I want to make sure everyone knows. You'll, you will see that when you go to this page. But I was like, I want to make sure everyone knows. I just spammed everybody, but I won't do it again. <laughs> so spam your friends. <laughs> I give you permission to spam share. If they get mad at you, you can blame us. Yeah, tell, them, to- tell them we told you to do it. Mm-hmm. And then they'll listen to us, and they'll do it to their friends, and then their friends will do it to their friends. But that's it. That's our, that's our show. That is the show. That is the first one. First episode. First one in the bag. I already feel better about it now that we kind of know what we're doing. Yeah, I got really nervous right before we sat down to record. I've done this. We just haven't, like, it's like, it's a normal conversation. It was just making sure everything was recording, making sure the mic worked. But that's our show. We hope you enjoyed it. It's been great sitting here talking. We hope you take part in the uh, social media aspect of it on in the Facebook group and Twitter. We hope you share us. Like, comment, share. All that fun stuff. Until next time, go, go geek, geek out. out. I'd like to give a shout out to the Co-op Mode podcast with Bradley and Trenton. They are a gaming podcast. They gave us a shout out last week in their podcast and I would like to return the favor. You can also download their podcast on Podbean as well. Thanks for listening.